I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Well, it's time for your Arkansas versus Ole Miss primer. This is a game that's been close a lot lately. Uh, the past nine years, there's been like, what, five games decided by four points or less. I think three of those have been uh, one-point games. So a really intriguing matchup. We're going to bring in David Johnson with Inside the Rebels to help us get a better understanding of the 2023 version of Ole Miss. And we're going to bring in Curtis Wilkerson also to get his thoughts on the game and as well talk about a little uh, red-white showcase and uh, a recent commitment. All that and more in today's episode of Hawks Sports Live. Well, before we get started, I want to let everybody know that today is the last day to sign up for our two months for $1 special at Hog Sports. Uh, it breaks down to obviously 50 cents a month. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal. And it's billed at just $1 for the first two months. It's 11 cents a week, uh, 1.6 cents a day if you want to get all the way down to that level. Uh, so if you want to get unparalleled insider Razorback coverage from the number one independent source on Arkansas sports and recruiting. Sign up at Hogsports. That's H-A-W-G sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. You'll be glad you did. A lot of stuff going on. It's not long for the transfer portal window opens. Obviously, we've already started some basketball stuff. It'll get in full swing in November, but we've got all the preseason stuff going on now, of course, starting with the Red-White Showcase. Uh, so a lot of great content over at Hog Sports. And, of course, it's football season. No matter how disappointed you are, it's still football season. There's still a lot going on, and we're just right now in the middle of the season. All right. Arkansas and Ole Miss. Arkansas is two and three, zero and two in the SEC. Ole Miss is four and one, one and one in the SEC. They kick off at six thirty p.m. Central Daylight Time on Saturday in Oxford, in a game being televised by the SEC Network. This back-to-back weeks that Arkansas is playing an SEC Network game. Last week was obviously the eleven o'clock game. This is Ole Miss's second night game. I think they were at 6 o'clock against LSU. So Arkansas owns a 38-28-1 edge in the all-time series, depending on which school you go by. I think Ole Miss has them 38-29-1. But Arkansas, there's a dispute somewhere in there. 
They may also include the uh, two games that were vacated in 2012 and 2013 when Ole Miss was caught cheating uh, during uh, one of the a couple of Hugh Freeze scandals there. Uh, Ole Miss is eight and six all time against Arkansas in Oxford. Arkansas is six and three against Ole Miss in the last nine meetings before those two games were vacated. Five games, as I mentioned, decided by four points or less during that time frame. And last year, of course, Arkansas jumped out to a 42-6 to lead in Fayetteville. And then they kind of coasted the rest away. Gave up 21 points in the fourth quarter. 42-27 was the final. Three of those last eight games that I mentioned have been decided by one point. That includes the Hunter Henry heave back in 2015. Arkansas is 2-1 in these one-point games. A lot of people expecting a lot of points in this one, obviously, despite how bad Arkansas's offense played last weekend. Ole Miss put up a lot of points against LSU. And uh, I think the general consensus of most Arkansas fans is that Arkansas is going to need to to put up some points to win this. Probably not not going to be a defensive uh, struggle. If you're struggling with your internet service, you should call my friends at Ozarks Go. You can reach them at ozarksgo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G. When you search for them, when you go to the internet site, um, put that H-A-W-G in so they know that you came from here. You can reach them at 479-684-4900 and talk to somebody local because this is a local company. I've had these guys for two and a half years and they do a fantastic job. I don't have any outages. I don't have to unplug and replug the router over and over again. It just works. It's always worked. I mean, what do you want better than that? They're going to give you a low rate. They're not going to give you some discounted rate and then jack your prices up year after year. You're going to pay the same this year as you pay next year. Then you're not going to call and say, hey, I want to cancel. Well, we'll drop your price by $40. None of that stuff. You're just going to get a great rate. I use the multi-gig. 2,500 megabits per second. It's lightning fast. Gigabit, I think, is good for most people, unless you're like me and you use a ton of internet. Obviously, I work in that area. so. Um, but for most people, multi-gig is fine. They offer several different tiers. But give them a call, 479-684-4900. Uh, available pretty much north of the tunnel on into Missouri and Oklahoma. Um, they're getting a foothold in Rogers now also. So go check out our friends at ozarksgo.net slash hog. The line... In this game, I was just looking recently. I looked yesterday on Bet Saracen, and the line was 10.5, I think, the last show, and it's already gone up to 11.5. So right now, yeah, Arkansas is plus 11.5 if you like that action. There's also some prop bets on there too. And plus 325 if you like hogs in the money line, and the over-under is 63.5 on the Bet Saracen app. You know, you look at this team, Ole Miss, they're number one in the SEC in scoring offense, 44.6 points per game. Total offense, they're number two at 517.4. They love to run the ball, even though everybody talks about their passing, 336.6 yards per game. Passing, 180.8 yards per game. Rushing, obviously we saw Quinshawn Judkins in the last game uh, really break loose for the first time. But – you know, I think it's an interesting deal with Jackson Dart because they brought in Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State, who Oklahoma State could use right now to compete with him. I guess they thought maybe he'd win the job. Uh, they also brought in Walker Howard, who was a former uh, top 50 prospect who committed to LSU out of high school in the class of 2022. Those guys pushing Jackson Dart. And part of the reason maybe that he's uh, elevated his game so much. In 2023, so far, Jackson Dart, who 
transferred from USC in 2022. He's completed 91 of 142 passes for 64.1% for 1,483 yards, excuse me, 85 yards, with 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. He has a 174.7 efficiency rating. Last year, in the same number of games, with a softer schedule, they had like they didn't play at Tulane, who was 24th at the time. They didn't play uh, Alabama already and LSU already last year. I mean, they played and they also played Georgia Tech this year. Is that right? But last year they didn't have near the schedule that they have this year. And last year at this time, he was 66 of 105 for 62.9 percent, 910 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions, a 145.7 efficiency rating. And just because last year in this matchup he went 21 of 36 for 240. With a touchdown and an interception, he also had 44 yards rushing. It doesn't mean that Arkansas just has his number because if you look what he did against LSU last year when they lost 45-20, he had 283 yards with an interception in that game, no touchdowns. Last weekend, he completed 67% of his passes, 389 yards, had over 100 yards more passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and they won 55-49. Jackson Dark's playing at a different level, and he hasn't had Quinshawn Judkins until just this last game to really be Quinshawn Judkins like he had him last year. That just tells you how much he's taken up his game to another level. Trey Harris is a big play guy. Guy's got six touchdowns already. Doesn't have a lot of catches like – doesn't have a ton of catches. They don't have Mingo. Uh, they don't have Heath. Those guys both are on NFL rosters right now, but they've got plenty of other guys that have stepped up, obviously, if you, as you can tell by these numbers. That's another thing that makes it impressive. He lost two NFL wide receivers and is playing this much better. You know, the offensive line, I've heard so much talk about, well, Arkansas doesn't have this on the offensive line. They don't have these four-star, you know, top 100 guys on the offensive line and all this such, all this stuff. Um, look at Ole Miss's offensive line. They've got guys that have played a lot of snaps for them, but there's guys that are ranked 1,200 nationally in 2021. Um, you know, another guy that's ranked in the thousands nationally. Um, yeah, Caleb Warren was 1,140 nationally. Uh, my, uh, Pettis, the the right tackle, everybody's, you know, talking about 6'7", 360. He was a mid-range three-star recruit. I mean, they got three guys back. They added two two players, Victor Kern, number 649 nationally in 2018. I think he went to Washington. Quincy McGee, number 91 ranked JUCO, I mean, barely a three-star, was a two-star as a high school recruit. I mean, this is their offensive line, and they're doing a good job protecting. They're not a bunch of first-rounders. They're just protecting well, and they're run-blocking well. You don't have to have like this – one first rounder after another on your offensive line to have an effective offense and have some protection. I give you example A, B, C, D, E, F. No, there's not an F. A, B, C, D, E. As uh, I talked about Quinshaw and Judkins. Um, against common opponents so far this year, he's not playing as well. He's 69 uh, carries for 344 yards, just a 4.9 average. Last year it was 70 for 429, a 6.1 average. So not doing as well, but he exploded last game. And they say he's like finally healthy too. So of course he is. Of course he gets healthy right for Arkansas. Arkansas has got their work cut out of them. They're going to have to put up some points. Obviously this is a homecoming game for K.J. Jefferson, who's from Sardis, which is right by Oxford, was recruited by Ole Miss. Some people say they kind of drug their feet a little bit recruiting him. 
Judkins ran for 1,567 yards last season, 16 touchdowns. First team all SEC back with Rocket Sanders. Looking at the defense real quick for Ole Miss, they're allowing, let's see, that's 2022, 2023. Ole Miss is allowing 24.6 points per game. That's ninth in the SEC. They are their total defense, 408.8, which is tied for 11th in the SEC. So nothing spectacular about these defensive numbers. Does that, t- does that tell the whole story about Ole Miss? They certainly put up a lot of offense. Their pass defense, 13th in the SEC, giving up 263.8 yards per game. Their run defense, 12th, 145 yards per game. So, I mean, that would lend you to believe that Arkansas could probably do some stuff. However, again, consider they have played Alabama, LSU, Tulane. I think that is Georgia Tech, I think that was this year, right? I mean, they played a pretty tough schedule their opening five games. So, keep that in mind. K.J. Jefferson, when you look at what he did last year against Ole Miss, he was 17 of 22 for 168, three touchdowns, also had 47 rushing yards. I mean, this is a game, again, where Arkansas just jumped out so far ahead of these guys so quickly. You go back to 2021, and it may have been Jefferson's best game as a hog, probably his best road game, 25 of 35, that's 71.4%, for 326 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He had 20 carries in that game for 85 yards and three touchdowns. He accounted for six touchdowns in that game. Okay, let's go over to Curtis now. Curtis Wilkerson. Curtis has been a busy man. He's headed out to Oxford this week. It'll be Andrew and Curtis in Oxford this week, so I'm not going to be there, so I'll be doing a walk and talk locally. Those guys are going to cover things today or Saturday in Oxford. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Trey. Hey, Curtis. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. You looking forward to your trip to Oxford? I am. I am. I, I, you know, I wish it was under better circumstances, maybe a three-game winning streak instead of a losing streak, but no, I'm, I'm excited to get down there. It should be a really fun time. Hey, before we jump into to some of the football stuff, I wanted to – let's start with basketball. Obviously, we got to talk about the red-white, but before that, Arkansas just got a commitment from Isaiah Elahim, um, a top 50 prospect, top 50 uh, wing, and uh, it's a nice commitment, second commitment in the class of 2024. What do you know about this guy? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big time get. I'm really excited about Isaiah. He's he's probably I mean, you don't like to play favorites, but he's probably one of my favorites of, of recruits that I've covered. Just uh really, really nice kid, always responsive, always respectful. I I really like this kid a lot. I mean, he's got a strong frame. Uh, you know, for a high school kid, he's very physical, explosive, a downhill driver, uh, a guy that can really finish with authority above the rim. I think he's going to be a really exciting player for Arkansas. And, you know, it's a guy who was a top five prospect in the country before he had a knee injury, uh, you know, prior to his junior season. So, I mean, the the talent there is is high, high level. Um, you know, he plays at a great program at Sierra Canyon. He was, he was teammates with uh, – with Bronny James over there last season. So uh, plays in a good program, has a college-ready frame, has a lot of talent. I think it's a really good pickup for Arkansas. I mean, when you beat out Kansas and, and Villanova for a recruit, that's I mean, that's, that's pretty good company to keep there. Yeah. So, you know, with him and, and Jalen Shelley on board now for the 2024 class, I, I checked, and Arkansas is up to 14th in the country in the team ranking. So they're, they're moving on up. Yeah, you can only take big-time high school recruits in the the portal era these days. This kid's ranked number 38 nationally on the 24-7 sports composite, number 11 small forward, and number five overall prospect in California. And as you mentioned, uh, Kansas and Villanova. And it wasn't just like Kansas and Villanova were the other schools. Like, you know, he took official visits there to both of those places. So, uh, you know, know, when somebody takes a visit like that in hoops, that it's, it's, you know, a (laughs) a real pursuit there. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, he was he was a guy who was who was recruited heavily by a lot of other schools. I know USC was trying to get him in for a, a visit there. They were all over in Providence and other program on the rise. So yeah, this is a, a really good pickup for Arkansas. I think he's going to be a good one. A guy, you know who could potentially come in and and make an early impact for him next year. Yeah. So, uh, Curtis, flipping over to the red-white showcase that was last night in historic Barnhill Arena, I had picked the white to win. I didn't know – Caliph Battle obviously got banged up a little bit. Otherwise, I think I would have been right. But, uh, I mean, we got some real problems for the white team or what? I mean, (laughs) 88-70? What what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, I I think they got fatigued there down the stretch. I mean, it was tied at halftime. I think it was 41 to 41 at halftime. And then it just, uh, you know, the floodgates kind of opened up. And, you know, there was a lot of offense, maybe not too much defense, which I'm not really surprised about. I mean, they're a month away from the season, so they don't have their game legs yet. You know, Must has talked about their conditioning quite a bit. But, uh, man, it was was a really good time. It was good to get out there and see those guys compete. I mean, I I think my biggest takeaway – uh, was probably the three-point shooting. I mean, they were 14 of 28, the two teams combined from three. And, I mean, I, I get it. You know, you take these kind of exhibitions with a, with a grain of salt. But, man, I mean, if we, were, if we were sitting around waiting on last year's team to make 14 threes, we'd still be in Barnhill Arena. So, uh, I, I think it was good to see, you know, Jeremiah Davenport, Joseph Pinion, those two guys were just absolutely filling it up. Uh, and, you know, they got some stuff to work on, you know, in other areas of their game. But, man, what they bring to the to the floor in terms of being able to space it and stretch it uh, and, and knock down perimeter jumpers, that's, uh, man, it's just a, a, a dynamic that Arkansas really just hasn't had the last couple of years. So really impressed with those guys. L. Ellis, I, I thought, really, really stood out at the point guard position, gets into the lane whenever he wants. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, had I think it was six assists to one turnover. So uh, a lot of really promising stuff there. They got some things to work on, but – you know, they did this red-white game about two weeks earlier than they normally do. So I, I think given that, I'm pretty impressed with where they are at this stage. 
Curtis Wilkerson joining us again. You can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore on Twitter. He's the Hog Sports Senior Analyst and does a little bit of everything for us. Uh, real quick before we move on to football, uh, Battle, his injury, he's kind of my guy. I love watching Caleb Battle highlights. Uh, is he going to be okay? And uh, Trevon Brazil, I believe you said that was just kind of just holding him out. Why Why risk it? Uh, anything else with on the injury front that you can share with us there? Yeah, I still haven't heard uh, another update on Battle yet this morning. I've, I've been checking in on that. Uh, it was a weird deal. You know, he was out there. Uh, apparently, he practiced earlier in the day. He was out there for warm-ups uh, for the red-white game. Looked like he was ready to go. And then I just I just happened to turn my head to the left, and he was just walking really gingerly off the off the floor. Uh, and, and so I didn't know if he had turned an ankle or what was going on, but then he came back out with, with crutches and a boot. And it turns out, you know, must said that his, his foot was really sore, something that had been bothering him. Uh, it sounds like they did some preliminary scans uh, and, and had him meet with a couple team doctors last night. Uh, and they didn't find anything then, but they want to do some follow-ups today. So we're kind of waiting to hear on that. And I'm, I'm with you. I, I really like battle a lot. I think he's going to be a big, big piece for this team. So, you know, fingers crossed that we get some good news there at, at some point, hopefully today or, or in the near future. And then, yeah, with, with Brazil, uh, no surprise that he didn't play um, last night. He's been cleared. Sounds like he's kind of passed all of his testing and the things that they're looking for. But they've got the luxury of time. I mean, again, it, you know, they're a month out from the regular season. They've got their eyes on having him ready to roll when it matters the most. Uh, you know, must said he probably could have played three to five minutes per half last night, but you know, why risk it? So they're going to keep kind of working him back. He's been mm-hmm. doing a lot more three-on-three stuff. Uh, and they'll just kind of build him up and progress. And we'll see if he plays in these exhibitions in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, last night said, hey, you know, as, as, as things are going right now, he's he's good to go for opening night. So, yeah, no cause for concern with TV. Good deal. All right, flipping you over to football, Curtis. Always our keys to victory, four out of the five are turnovers, penalties, special teams, and injuries. I like where you went with the fifth one uh, this week, build early confidence. I can remember sitting there in Baton Rouge thinking, it's weather the storm, weather the storm, you know. <laughs> And that's what you have to do on the road environment. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think it, it's just important for so many reasons, you know, for this team right now. And you know, you're on a three-game losing streak, and and you know, you like to erase those things and, and say every game takes on its own identity. But you know, things start going south early on. You, you start to get some of those memories creeping back in. Uh, build some confidence, man. And and to me, that doesn't mean that that Arkansas has to go out there and, and score right away or have a big play right away but just settle into the game a little Mm. bit. And, you know, especially with some of the changes they have on the offensive line, uh, you know, they're going to have a new look out there. It's tied in. So just getting those guys settled into the road environment. And and then, I mean, we know Ole Miss is explosive on offense. Arkansas has kind of struggled on that front lately. So the last thing you want to do, you know, on the road, playing a ranked team that can really score in bunches is is be playing from behind. So, yeah, yeah, get out there, get confident, and, and, you know, get off to a good start, settle in, and, you know, you never know. This has been a wild series. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean – it's kind of your first two questions. You can kind of be combined on the burning questions. Can Arkansas's anemic offense keep up in Oxford? And at the same time, can the Razorback defense slow down the lane train? Yeah, and I you know what. I do think Arkansas is going to find more success offensively. And I, I, who knows? I mean, is that going to be a, a product of, you know, Ole Miss not being as good on, on the defensive side of the ball as, as Texas A&M? Maybe, uh, or maybe some of these changes they're going to have is going to have an impact for them, you know, in a positive direction. But they're going to have to score some points to, mm-hmm. to keep up and to win this game. Uh, and then, obviously, I mean, we know we know Lane, Lane Kiffin's a great play caller. 
Um, I wonder about, you know, just his tempo and, and how that's going to impact Arkansas. Uh, that, that's challenging to keep up with. And, you know, it's, it's a Razorback defense that uh, had gone on a pretty long string there of, of not being able to get off the field unless they got a turnover. Uh, and, and so they're going to have to be able to come up with some stops. And obviously they, they could, you know, benefit from creating some turnovers and takeaways. They've been pretty good at that. But uh, you got to get off the field. And so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, um I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to expect this weekend. I really don't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it all kind of comes down to, for Arkansas, if they can protect. I mean, everybody points to all these problems that Arkansas has, but the offensive line has just has not been very good, and we know that they've shaken up a lot of things, obviously, with uh, Kudis to center, Latham to tackle, Lemmer to guard. I mean, it's been quite a bit of shakeup, so that's obviously uh, got to work out. But, I mean – that's a big question for everybody. We're not going to go over this too much because we're running out of time. But uh, um, obviously, Rocket Sanders, we saw a little bit of a glimpse with him Saturday. Um, the reports seem to be – I mean, Pittman seems to think he's going to be better this week than he was last week. What do you think? I, I think so. I hope so. I mean, anytime you kind of get out there and, and shake out some rust, you would expect as long as you're – you know, still feeling good from a from an injury recovery standpoint that you'd be able to take a step forward in, in your next outing. Again, I mean, it, it depends on, you know, if he's getting the blocks that he needs. But I, I think Pittman brought up a good point when he was saying they need to, you know, their running backs to start making guys miss a little mm-hmm. bit more. And, you know, Rocket's a guy that can do that. And I, I did think, I agree, you know, he, he looked rusty, but he showed some flashes. He had that big screenplay mm-hmm. uh, that he broke off a pretty good gain on. And then a couple of those runs, it kind of felt like he was a shoestring away from, from getting some pretty big gains so maybe just a little more confident and and assertive maybe he's not thinking about that knee uh like he was last week and and he can break some off there because it's interesting i mean this was supposed to be a matchup between you know the the two top backs in the sec maybe the contrary between him and juckins and you know juckins started slow he had his breakout performance last week maybe it's rocket's time to shine they could certainly use it we always talk about letting go of the rope and arkansas's you know, there, it's three straight losses, and if they lose this one, it's four. And then there's Alabama coming up next. Yeah, you think there's fight left in this team? I think there is, and you know, I I, I really do. I think they're going to go out and and play hard and and be motivated. I don't know if that's going to you know lead to to a victory. It, it's hard to say. I mean, it, we knew coming into the season that this four game stretch here was going to be really really tough on them, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and, and so, again, like, I, I think that's why it's important for him to get off to a, to a decent start and build some confidence early because, uh, you know, when things are going wrong, if you come out there and you fall flat or make some mistakes or get behind early, you wonder about it snowballing. That's not just over the course of this game, but moving forward. Because, like you said, man, next week's not going to be any easier for them. Uh, I, I think they've got fight left in them. I hope they do. We'll see what happens Saturday. It's uh, man, it just feels like every game is is getting bigger and bigger in terms sure of the is. big picture for this program. Yeah. All right, Curtis. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Anytime. All right, everybody. That's Kurt Wilkerson again. You can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He's a Hog Sports senior analyst. Does a great job for us over at hawgsports.com. I'm going to flip it over to David Johnson now. David is with Rebels, or excuse me, with uh, Inside the Rebels. Uh, he's the publisher over there. Does a great job and has been on the show a number of times with us so far the last, what, four years or so? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, guys. How's it going, David? Going great. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good over here in, in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I hope you're doing well. David, I, I don't want to waste any of your time. We'll just jump right into it. Uh, I've already given you a nice little introduction here, publisher of Inside the Rebels. Uh, you do a great job over there. Uh, with our Ole Miss site on 24-7 Sports Network. But I, I just kind of – I didn't want to stray too far from, you know, some of the, the questions I would asked you earlier in the week. Um, if you could just you know, start off filling us out, filling, filling us in a little bit about uh, the Ole Miss uh, injury report, any suspensions, anything that you can um, – anything that you can help us out with there. Yeah, no suspensions. You know, probably the biggest news in regards to, uh, to that is that uh, – you know, there have been a couple of guys that have left the team, uh, one being linebacker Reginald Hughes and the other tight end Michael Trigg. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, Trigg is the guy who transferred in from USC with Jackson Dart. Yes. And, uh, you know, things just didn't work out for Michael Trigg here. Uh, Ole Miss went in the portal over the offseason and brought in uh, Caden Priestcorn from Memphis. And Caden is kind of, you know, he's back healthy now after having foot surgery during fall camp. And, uh, you know, he's kind of taken over that number one tight end role. And Kyron Heath, the kid from Texas, has emerged. So Michael Trigg really just never kind of found a role here in Oxford. And neither did Reginald Hughes. So both of those guys have left the roster. I expect they'll both be in the transfer portal uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Jackson Dart, I mean, when you look at the numbers that he's put up through five games, really against stiffer competition than he had last year, he's 174 efficiency rating. is like 145 at the same stage last year. But when you also factor in that uh, Heath and Mingo aren't there, they're in the NFL, and Judkins, until last game, hadn't really been the Quinshawn Judkins we've been used to seeing, I, d- I think it makes it even more impressive the the job that he's done so far for, for Ole Miss. Well, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, um, and, and then you factor in, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin brought in a guy through the transfer portal and Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State to, to really kind of take Jackson Dart's job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that didn't happen. And uh, we watched it closely in the spring. Of course, Sanders dealt with some 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 arm injuries, shoulder injuries. Uh, but, um he just never clicked. And Jackson, uh, you know, whether or not he took the push as uh, extra motivation, I, I, I mean, he's looked as good in practices as he has in the games ever since spring ball. And, uh, you know, there was never a doubt in our mind that, uh, you know, Jackson Dart was going to keep his job. And I'm not surprised at all at what he's done so far this season. If you watch him play, He's much more comfortable in Lane Kiffin's offense. Uh, he's more comfortable in his own skin, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he is a true on-the-field leader. He's he's a take-charge quarterback. And that's what Ole Miss uh, has benefited from thus far this season. 
David Johnson join us. Yeah, I remember hearing you on the Cover 3 pod. I listen to all the summer school stuff so to kind of get a, an insight from all the publishers on the upcoming opponents. And, you know, replacing Heath and Mingo, you have Watkins and Wade who were there last year and have obviously stepped up to a bigger role. But they also brought in uh, Trey Harris, who, I mean, his numbers are just ridiculous. 16 catches, 341 yards. It's 21.3 yards per catch. Six touchdowns on only 16 catches. What are your thoughts on this uh, on this new receiver core? It's not not yeah. necessarily entirely new, but obviously those two guys have elevated, and you've added Trey Harris. No, there's no doubt uh, Trey Harris is uh, is is the answer to 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 losing Mingo and Heath. Um, you know, and, and you factor in, you know, Trey hasn't played in two ball games this mm-hmm. year, so he's he's done all this stuff basically in three games because, you know, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury situation. Uh, he's healthy now, much better now. And, uh, yeah, I expect him to have a huge year. Uh, you know, the question with Trey Harris was, would his productivity transfer from Louisiana Tech to the SEC? And so far, so good. Uh, I definitely keep an eye on the dart to Harris connection mm-hmm. Saturday night. So Judkins, Judkins had 33 carries for 100. I can't believe he carried the ball 33 times for 177 yards and a touchdown against uh, against LSU after kind of a slow start. And you'd kind of mention you think part of that is better blocking. What I think is interesting about Ole Miss's offensive line, and people are talking about this with Arkansas, like you know they haven't recruited enough guys, you know, or enough good guys. But like you look at Ole Miss's offensive line, there's a lot of veteran guys, but not there's not a super recruit on the offensive line. I mean, why do, what do you attribute to uh, to Ole Miss's success blocking, uh, both protecting Dart because they don't give up a lot of sacks, and also paving the way for Judkins? Yeah, can I can I say ass on this podcast? You can because, say ass. Listen. Lane Kiffin got in that ass after the <laughs> Alabama game. Uh-huh. That's what I attribute it to. Kiffin, the O line coach, John Garrison, uh, you know, they were they were honestly embarrassed after the Alabama game with the way the offensive line blocked. And uh, you know, it, it made a world of difference Saturday night against LSU. And I think you can attribute that directly to Quinshawn Judkins' success. I mean, look, he was running the ball against Mercer, Georgia Tech, Tulane, and everybody's like, what's wrong with Quinshawn? This is not the same guy we saw run last year. Well, it really wasn't the same effort you were getting from the offensive line last year. So, um, you know, Lane Kiffin and John Garrison, I think they sat down and they really read the riot act to these guys. And, uh, you know, it, it showed last Saturday night Hopefully, for the Rebels' sake, that keeps up uh, uh, for for another week. Yeah, and Garrison in his first year in Oxford, also coming over from NC State. So Ole Miss is seems like they're always in shootouts every time I watch them play. But uh, what 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 does Pete Golding like to do defensively, and uh, and how do you think that match, the, the Rebel defense matches up? And is there more to this defense than we can tell from just looking at the stats, which I mean aren't exceptional. You know, I, I have known Pete since he was a senior at Hammond High School in Hammond, Louisiana. Uh, I was fortunate enough to cover him as a college player when he was playing at Delta State. And um, the one thing I know about Pete Golding is he's gritty, he's gutty, he's a fighter, and his guys are going to play just like him. Now, 
Does he have all the pieces he'd like to have on that defense? No, he does not. But they're going to they're going to be a formidable foe. You know, they they had their moments against LSU. I mean, you look and they gave up 49 points, but you know, they stood up when they had to. LSU was up by a couple of scores in that game. They got a couple of critical stops to let the offense get back in the game and ultimately stopped LSU down on the goal line to win the ball game. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, I think Arkansas is going to get uh, 11 guys on the field that, that are, that are going to be in a mood to fight, and they're going to fight all night long and not, not fight. In, in, in that sense, but but they're going to battle. They're going to battle all night long. There's no quit in a Pete Golding defense. Uh, you know, it's going to be a year or two before he has all of the players that he wants on that defense to be able to execute things the way it's drawn up. But, um, you know, five-star linebacker Centarian Perkins was a great start in the 23 class. He's got a commitment from five-star defensive lineman Cam Franklin in the 24 class. He's building it. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's got a bright future. And, uh, you know, hopefully Ole Miss will be able to hold on to him uh, for a very long time because uh, there, there's improvement on the defensive side of the ball. David Johnson joining us. Again, you can follow him at Rebels247 on Twitter. He's the Inside the Rebels publisher. Uh, I want to get you out with this. Uh, first of all, also, I think a lot of people would be surprised with how many good coaches have come out of Delta State. Like, people wouldn't predict that. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's great you bring that up because, uh, I, I mean, you look around everywhere. Auburn's defensive coordinator, Ron mm-hmm. Roberts, who yep. was at Baylor with Dave Aranda, former Delta State head coach, uh, you know, uh, the head coach at Rice, Mike Bloomgren, former mm-hmm. Delta State offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach Mike Kershaw at Rice, uh, former Delta State player. I, I mean, it, it's amazing at the number of uh, – and, and I say this because, look, Delta State is my alma mater. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I'm, I'm proud of the fact that they have produced – so many outstanding coaches um and and, and it, it's still a great program to this day in division two sure is all right david dump out your tea leaves how do you think how do you see things playing out on saturday yeah i think it's going to be a shootout um of course Ole miss fans are are well aware of who kj jefferson is uh, i mean he grew up 30 minutes from the Ole miss campus in sardis mm-hmm. mississippi and uh, I remember covering his recruitment and, you know, Chad Morris was at Arkansas at the time and he was, he was quick to offer KJ Ole Miss drug its feet. Uh, Phil Longo, who's now at Wisconsin was the offense coordinator here. And I'll, I'll just be honest. Longo didn't like it. Mm-hmm. He didn't think uh, KJ computed to an SEC quarterback. Uh, finally, Matt Luke, who was a head coach, went to Longo and said, we're offering this kid period and they offered him but kj was 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 well in the razorbacks camp by the end and uh and that was it but um you know i think kj is going to come in here he's going to have a chip on his shoulder he's going to have uh basically the whole town of sardis mississippi probably like all 1200 people in the stands pulling for him and pulling for arkansas and uh I think it's going to be a shootout. I really do. Uh, I don't think it's going to be one of those 55-49 games 
But, you know, I see one team scoring in the 30s, one team scoring in the high 20s. And, uh, you know, that that kind of game. And, you know, Rocket Sanders is back for you guys. And, uh, you know, probably the two best running backs in the SEC, Quinshawn and Sanders, uh, going at it. But, but, but two pretty darn good quarterbacks, too. I, I, I picked Ole Miss to win this thing, 38-28. Um, and, and, you know, with a margin of error of 15 points either way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but, you know, right now it looks like Ole Miss has kind of, kind of garnered some momentum and Arkansas, you know, we follow the hogs over here. Obviously they've got some issues. Uh, and, um, you know, more often than not, those issues kind of reveal themselves on Saturdays. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. But I think I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game. I'll tell you this much. I don't think there is an Ole Miss fan in the world that thinks this is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're picking the Rebels to win. I think all three of us on our site picked Ole Miss to win this morning. But um, it, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a blowout. And, and truth be known, it's Ole Miss, Arkansas. We know how close the games have been, with the exception of last year, uh, for for many seasons now, and and this game could be just like that. Yeah, out last year definitely uh, an outlier of a game, and you know to. Ole Miss's credit with KJ, he wasn't like a farm-raised quarterback with a personal QB. You know, he had a hitch in his throwing motion. He was a guy that was all potential and upside. I always thought it was interesting, you know, with 24-7 sports, um, just how good a job they did about because he was a four-star recruit and a guy that had a hitch in his throwing motion and needed a lot of development, but they – you know, 24-7 saw through it and, and ranked him four stars. And, um, you know, Arkansas and uh, Ole Miss both are, yep. are doing fine at quarterback. So it yeah, worked there's, out. There's no doubt about it. And, I mean, if KJ come to Ole Miss, I mean, you know, would he have beaten out Matt Corral? Would he have beaten mm. out Jackson Dart? I mean, you know, I, I mean, Arkansas was obviously the best uh, choice for him, and he made it, and, and, and he's been successful. Um, I knew his high school. I know his high school coach. I mean, his high school coach is one of my best friends. And, yeah, he's uh, a good guy. I've talked to him a couple times. Yeah. Oh, Carl Diffie is an excellent guy. He's out of coaching now, but uh, but but still a great guy and an Ole Miss graduate. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, Diffie Diffie did the right thing. I mean, he was there for KJ when KJ needed him, but he never tried to steer him to Ole Miss because I honestly think Ole Miss kind of ticked him off as well by uh, not offering KJ, but, um, and I've had KJ at my, my combines, my camps that I run in the summer times. And, 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 you know, anybody that doubted what his abilities were going to be, they weren't looking at the right things. And you're right. He had a hitch in his throwing motion, but I mean, you look at KJ Jefferson and you go, okay, if he doesn't work out at quarterback, this cat could be an all sec tight end. Yeah. And, uh, and you take him. You absolutely take him. And uh, that's that's to Ole Miss's detriment that they didn't because uh, KJ's coming to town Saturday and uh, he'll, he'll, he'll have his game with him, I promise you, an A game. All right, David. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, Trey. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. That's David Johnson. Again, you can follow him at Rebels 24-7 on Twitter. He's the publisher of Inside the Rebels, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Does a great job over there for 
inside the Rebels. If you want great internet service, then you should check out our friends at Ozarks Go. You can reach them at 479-684-4900. It's been a long time since I've been on the screen after our two guests. OzarksGo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G. I mean, what else is there to say about Ozarks Go that I haven't said? I mean, you just kind of keep your fingers crossed that they're available in your area. I know they're moving out, ever-expanding. It is a local company. Again, if you call them, you're going to talk to somebody local. If you get Ozarks Electric, you probably can get Ozarks Go. I use the multi-gig internet, which is lightning fast. You don't even, there's nothing, there's, I mean, it's instant. Uh, Gigabit is like that also. The multi-gig gives you better bandwidth, is, you know, going to be a little bit more primed and optimized. Uh, The multi-gig, I think, is going to be most, you know, good for most families. They offer several different tiers. Great internet service from our friends at Ozarks Go. They'll have a couple of nice gentlemen come over and install it. They'll be in and out, and you're not going to have to worry about glitching in and out or any of that stuff because uh, they're going to test everything. Go reach out to them, ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, 479-684-4900, ever expanding. So just because you didn't have them available last year doesn't mean you don't have them available this year, especially if you're in northwest Arkansas, parts of Missouri, and Oklahoma. ozarksgo.net slash hog. We got some time for some questions. Before we get to that, one more time, last opportunity to sign up. Two months for the price of one at Hog Sports, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. 50 cents a month for two months, 11 cents a week, 1.6 cents a day for unmatched insider Razorback coverage, the best coverage that you're going to find out there. And I haven't even talked about the Razor's Edge message board, which is – has been pretty lit lately. <laughs> HAWGsports.com. Go check us out. All right, let's see if we got any good questions today. We got a lot of comments. Walk and talk is going to be really sad again, says Bobby Hobson. It's supposed to be like a way for us to celebrate together and a way for us to have therapy together and just kind of talk it out, except for I'm the only one talking. Billy Harper says, Trey, do you think with the adjustments being made on the O-line will make significant difference in this game? I think it will be better for Arkansas. If Kudis can play center, first of all, Kudis has got to be good at center. Uh, I think Latham is a better option at tackle than what they've had, although he hasn't played that well this year, in my opinion. I think Lemmer is an all-SEC guard who is a pretty average center, but he's an all-SEC guard. So I think that'll be a positive move, moving him back to where he played last year. I think that's the one thing that you can just look at and say, okay, you can count on this being a successful move. Uh, Latham at tackle, I think, is a better option than what they had. He's moving to the right side. He'll be a right tackle. A way better option than Kudis. I think Kudis, you know, people – I was talking with Randy Rainwater yesterday, and Randy was like, you know, they're going to run, you know, a nose guard, right, just head up right on him. Like, is he going to be able to handle that in a hostile environment? I think it's better than having a guy on his outside shoulder where, you know, he just wasn't very effective. And Kudis is very young, 19 years old, just turned 19 in August. He's the youngest sophomore on the team. He's younger than, I think, five or six of the true freshmen on the team. That's how young Kudis is. Got a lot of ability and potential, just not ready to play on the edge, not against these guys that they see in the SEC on the edge. So – Yes, I think it'll be better. Do I think it's like an answer like this is going to be huge? I don't know about that yet. Is it going to be better than it was? I think so. I don't. You don't. You don't want to ideally have to do that in the middle of the season. Bobby Hobson says they may lose forty-two to six. They're not going to lose forty-two to six. I mean, they're not going to see the defense that they saw last weekend. They've got some things to improve on. There's no question about that. 
But, you know, if you should never compare scores, but we're going to do it anyway just because it's fans and media and it's fun, whatever. But, um, you know, you look at what Arkansas did against – uh, against Ole Miss, or excuse me, against LSU, and you look what Ole Miss did against LSU. You know, Arkansas went to Baton Rouge to play them. LSU had to go to Oxford. I think that there's going to be points scored in this game. I think KJ is going to probably have a pretty solid game. I think you're going to see some better blocking. And you know, Arkansas's defense creates takeaways. They're, they they weren't horrendous against against Texas A&M. They just weren't. I mean, they definitely struggled in the second half against LSU. They played well the first half. They played well overall against BYU too. Go back and look at like how, how these points are being scored on, on Arkansas. Um, you know, like last weekend, you had a punt return for a touchdown. You had a pick six. You had a failed fourth and one. You know, there. I think there was maybe another, another one, another turnover. There was something else that happened. Um, but anyway, you know, really when you look at it, you could really just attribute 13 points to the defense last weekend. And Texas A&M missed two field goals. You say 19 points. Maybe they could have punched it in or kick a field goal there at the end, 22 points. I mean, that's not horrendous. I'm not saying like they're world beaters on defense. And they're going to get – they're going to have some problems against Ole Miss. Just about everybody. Alabama didn't, but just about everybody's going to have problems against Ole Miss. They just – they're going to put up a lot of offense. They're also going to give up some, uh, you know, a lot on defense. So it's just kind of the way the game is. But it's not going to be forty-two to six. I always remember Neil McCready. He runs uh, the Ole Miss site for Rivals. I've known him for years and years and years back when I was at Rivals, and uh, he predicted when things were falling apart for Houston Nutt at Oxford, and uh, Neil predicted forty-two to ten. And there's this scene, it's, there's a video of it out there somewhere. And Houston, after the game, they lost the game. I can't remember who it was to, maybe like Florida or something, but they lost the game. But it was, it was a closer game. Uh, and uh, Houston goes, uh, one of my, he goes, I don't read your stuff, but one of my, one of my freshmen uh, showed me what you wrote. Neil McCready predicted we're going to lose 42 to 10. Wasn't no 42 to 10. What you saw was some real effort out there. But every time I see Neil McCready, I'm like, 42 to 10. <laughs> so Arkansas is not losing 42 to 6 Saturday. That's Bobby Hobson. Next time I see you, Bobby Hobson, wasn't no 42 to 6. Uh, Bobby Hobson said our line isn't good because the coaches are bad. Landon Montgomery says it's over, it's all over. Dalton Adams says I'm extremely scared of their defense, but Pete Golding has been known to be an annoyance to offenses. This is a senior dividing game, must win. Their defense isn't great. Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, like you lose this one, it's four straight losses. You talk about it's e- it gets it gets easy to let go of the rope. It's four straight losses and you're headed to Alabama. It's four straight losses and you're headed to Alabama if they drop this one. It's four straight losses and they're headed to Alabama. Think about that. Do I need to say it again? Four straight losses and headed to Alabama next. I mean, say, say that out loud. <laughs> Clifton Elliott said, Thomas Clifton Elliott says, this is a season-defining game. That's why I just read that. Roddy Eugene Lambert says, an Ole Miss win will bring back some hope for Arkansas fans. Sure. A.B. Green says, I agree with what B. Beerman said about the football team. And we jump. Thanks, Facebook. Da-da-da-da-da. I agree with what B. Beerman said about the football team on Monday. It should be the first choice of firings if we need to do it, and it should be the first choice of firings. I'm not sure what you're saying exactly there. 
Ronnie Jean Lambert says Hawks win against Ole Miss. Bo Ashmore says I came into the season predicting nine and three at best and seven and five, the absolute worst based off the performance we've seen so far. I'm really scared we won't even get to a bowl game this year. The only win I'm 100% confident is the rest of the season is FIU. Yeah, you should be confident they could beat FIU. I've said this before, like, and I'm going to say it again. I don't hate the, the talent on this team. I don't. I don't. I think, you know, when you look at it, K.J. Jefferson doesn't just suck all of a sudden. You know, there's a reason. Rocket Sanders, you know, has been hurt also. But the problem for this team has been the offensive line, hands down. Like, you can make an argument that, you know, so-and-so isn't as good as, as you thought or so-and-so is not pulling their weight or so-and-so it comes down to the offensive line for me. Like when I look at every single problem they have and people say KJ's to holding the ball too long, maybe he's done that a few times, but overall watch, just watch Arkansas's tackles in the last couple of games, especially last game, just watch the tackles and tell me that everything's, you know, uh, everything else is, is a problem. Like if you can't get protection for KJ, you're going to have a crappy offense. That's the bottom line. If you can't get protection for Jackson Dart, look what they did against Alabama. They couldn't protect him. They couldn't open running lanes. They scored 10 points. You've got to have protection, and that's what all that comes down. This defense is not horrendous. Now, they're going to they're gonna give up some points on Saturday. They just are. They're not horrendous, and they're certainly not as bad as they were last year. I don't hate Arkansas's receivers. I think they've got some good players there. They just can't get them open because he doesn't have time to throw or he's worried about getting hit. And you hadn't, you hadn't had Rocket Sanders – um, you know, losing Lucas is a big blow for him on offense. I think that's obvious. But, um, man, so much of their problems come down to this offensive line just really being a struggle. And that was a problem that, you know, I talked about making assumptions last week. But, like, if you would have told me you're four with Sam Pittman and it's this and this and this, like, and they have an issue moving the ball, I wouldn't have told you it was because of the offensive line. I would tell you it's because of the lack of skill players or they don't have a good quarterback. That's what I would have told you. Never would have imagined that, even though there are new faces out there on the offensive line, that they wouldn't have things in order there. And that's been, I mean, like, that's been the reason people have been so upset and, like, pointing to reasons to make a change and all those kinds of things. I'm not on board with that. I think that they really made a huge error right there with the offensive line with, I guess, assuming that these guys were going to be ready to go. And they're not. They're just not. But they're not facing Texas A&M and Texas A&M's defense on Saturday. They're, they're facing Ole Miss's. Adam Green says, I heard there was a big fight at the movies in Dallas last Friday night. Does that spell deeper problems than what we think? I've not heard that. Cody Woopig Sui Darius says, I personally don't see a lot of dogs. We need someone who can be that leader and hold the peers accountable. Do you see that person, especially on the offensive side? Do you agree? Uh, I, again, I, mean, I, I think the offensive line is the problem with this team. I'm not saying – like, uh, when I say the problem with this team in terms of getting to be like an eight-win team, the problem is the offensive line in my opinion. I mean, you take you, – you give them like just last year's offensive line, and I don't think there's any question that this should be, you know, an eight-win team or better because they have a better defense than they had last year. Dalton Adams says, is the fire we saw from Pitt on Monday normal or has he decided to get more aggressive in practice? No, I mean, I don't think that's any different. Maybe you just saw – maybe you're just paying attention more. I do think he's – you know, he said he wasn't going to, like, do any more with the offensive line than he normally does. But in the two practices that were open Monday and Tuesday, he was with the offensive line the entire time. 
which is right next to the tight ends also. Tight ends have been a problem. Like, I, I talk about the offensive line. Tight ends have been a problem. Like, they have Lucas. They don't have anybody else who can block. Not from what I've seen. I think it makes a lot of sense to move Dominic Johnson there. I think this game is very winning, winnable, says Michael E. Ashcraft. Hogs win 38-37. Does Ozarks go have wireless? Like, cell service? They're just the internet. So, if you need internet in your home, that, those are the people to call. Tell Ozarks Go to come to Mountain Home, says Chris Corley. Do you hear that, Ozarks Go? They want you in Mountain Home. David is a great interview. Enjoyed him. Yeah, he does. You know, David had uh, – his son was an offensive line. He played center. This was back before pandemic. Uh, he played center at Ole Miss. I'm sure he had a lot of great insight back then. Bo Ashmore says the ingredients are on the table. We just can't seem to make the cake. I don't know if they – I think they may have run out of eggs. They may have run out of eggs. Eggs being the offensive line. All right, everybody. Appreciate you joining me. I want to thank uh, David Johnson from Inside the Rebels for hopping on. Of course, Curtis Wilkerson, the inside he provides with basketball and uh, and football also kind of does a little bit of everything. Appreciate all your questions, everybody. Thanks to our title sponsor, Ozarks Go, and all of our subscribers at hogsports.com. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without you. Thanks for making us one of the elite, largest sites in the entire country, and I always take a lot of pride in that since we are an Arkansas company. Appreciate all of you. All right, everybody. Next time you see me, I'll be walking around, probably around the neighborhood or somewhere. Maybe I find a different spot. It's going to be late, but uh, I'll be doing the walk and talk from here. We're going to have Curtis Wilkerson and Andrew Ellis. Maybe I'll give Andrew a call or something. I don't know. But uh, we'll have them in Oxford covering the game from there. All right, everybody. Appreciate you joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 